Somebody else. Uh, you know, I a lot of times I don't want to talk about it. You don't put it on. I try, I try to get it, it off of my mind. But then my conscience, you know, everybody got a conscience. Got no headset, my conscience gets the bother. And when I try to go to sleep at night, seem like to me I can hear my conscience say, You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You know you got a good woman, you ought to treat her right. And now, I, I made a deal with my conscience. Hey, my what up, what up, what up? Man, I'm just scrambling You get this thing. Now come around to me and tell me. Yeah, this you, Go, you know you're right. wrong. <laughs> you a lot of fellas out there have been wrong.
Yeah, yeah, I remember y'all said 70 last time. Episode 7, we got a Listen. special guest host and a special guest in the house tonight. I'm going to show y'all special guest host right there. What's up? Say what's up. What's up? <laughs> we got a special <laughs> guest in the house. Hey, y'all. Hi. Doing? Glad to be here. Yes, man. What's up, man? Man, listen, man. Before we get into it, man, I want to talk about um, Pun Smart. Pun Smart is located on 322 Sunset Drive. They buy and loan money on gold. Gold is currently at an all-time high, which means more money for gold. Mention Mastermind Podcast for a 10% discount throughout Christmas. Pun Smart, 322 South Sunset Drive, Grenada, Mississippi, next door to Reason. Y'all make sure y'all go down there and tell the Mastermind Podcast sent you. So, we got the, the great Tesla Harris in here. Tesla Hollis. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. First mistake of the podcast already, man. Okay, that's all right. Listen, right? This is what we do. Mess up. Listen, give the people an opportunity to know who you are. Tell the people about yourself. Sure. Uh, again, thank you guys for having me. It's a blessing to be here. Uh, my name is Tangela Hollis Palmer. I live in Grenada, Mississippi. I've been here 10 That's years. Mine. I'm an attorney. Um, I'm married. We have two beautiful children, Courtney and CJ, who I hope are in bed by now. <laughs> <laughs> they better be. <laughs> they better be. They better be. They better be. And I am, at this time, I'm running for office um, here in Grenada for Justice Court Judge. That's District 2. Um, I have my own office downtown. Yes, um, we, My husband has the office. We practice together. Now, not yeah. in the same office. That's not something that we could do. <laughs> no, you can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Greenwood, and I'm in the Grenada office. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> So he's, um, he's, he's, an, he's an attorney too. He's an attorney as well. Right. He's uh, he lives and he's in he practices and he is from Gr- Greenwood, Mississippi. I thought I also heard that he's a, is it, somebody told me he's a judge. That's right. He also he's a judge in Greenwood. He um, is over the Justice Court judge. Okay. Um, he's Justice Court judge in Greenwood and also City Court judge in okay. Greenwood. Cool. Okay. So I know um, one of the questions I have is what kind of cases go through the justice court? Like I'm not too familiar. Um, I look like a That's criminal. A I look like a criminal. No, but, no. But <laughs> you are. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not in tune with how it works. Like so tell the people. Like a minister. <laughs> <laughs> so tell the people what kind of cases go through the uh, justice court. Sure. So justice court hears both civil and criminal cases. Um, the civil cases are going to be like contract disputes, landlord tenant law, debt collection, mm-hmm. and amounts of controversy in those cases are up to $3,500. Mm. And then your criminal cases are going to be your misdemeanors, mm-hmm. uh, trespassing, DUI first offense, mm-hmm. domestic violence. Um, now, Justice Court doesn't hear or have any felony trials but a lot of times they do what's called initial appearances Mm -hmm. so if you're charged with a felony you may have to come to justice court and enter your plea 
guilty or not guilty and things of that nature. Okay, then. Okay, so where are you originally from? We, I heard you say you've been here 10 years. Right, so I'm originally from Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. okay. Um, I went to college in New Orleans. That's what's up. I don't up. know, anybody any Saints fans? Uh, oh, no. I'm going to tell my Buccaneer fans, so we're in the same division. Okay, well, then that's fine. My brother's a 49ers yeah, fan. Do I get credit for that? Yeah, no. No. Yes, yes. Yeah, so... Um, and, and, but I finished at Tougaloo College That's what's um, in Jackson, and then I went to law school and, at Ole Miss in Oxford. Okay, you say you went to Tougaloo. Um, do you feel as though the, um, that there's a difference between PWIs and HBCUs? Now, that's a, you know what, that's a very interesting question. And I went, of course, graduated from HBCU and then went to law school at a mm -hmm. predominantly white institution. And what I can tell you is that from my experience, our HBCUs, especially our smaller ones like Dillard and Tougaloo, mm -hmm. they have, there's a more of a sense of community. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to know your advisor. You're going to, your president is going to be a lot more accessible versus mm -hmm. your larger PWIs or predominantly white institutions. You'll know maybe the people in your department or things of that nature. Everybody pretty much keeps to themselves. But at your HBCUs, I feel like that there's a lot more sense of community, mm -hmm. and that's what I really that's what I really enjoyed uh, in my undergraduate. Do studies. you think the HBCUs will get back to the standard that they used to be? Well, I think part of the issue is that we as HBCU alums have to continue to support our HBCUs. Right. Yeah. You know, there we go. That you know, that's why these PWIs are able to get these different programs and get these grants and get these um, scholarships because their alums support them. Mm -hmm. So if we do what we're supposed to do as a community and support them not only financially but physically, you know, go to their events publicize the school, go to the college fair, mm -hmm. things of that nature. Mm -hmm. I think that we can really get to where we were and maybe even better. Right. So I think something else too, um, it's been my experience that teachers that I had that were that came from HBC uh, HBCUs and, and attorneys and I mean the people that I know um, seem to be to me, seem to be better than the ones that came from the HBCU. Well, you know, they say right. most professionals, uh, most black professionals graduate from HBCUs. They got the highest rate of black professionals in the workforce. Wow. I mean, that's interesting. So, so that ought to be encouraging um, for students that's going to college to, right. to think about going to HBCU. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Part of, at least part of the time. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, last question on that. But do, like, does it matter if your kid goes to a PWI or HBCU? To you personally, like, are you, will you push them with certain direction? You know, of course, the the <laughs> the standard answer would be, oh, let them decide, or you right. know, uh, let them choose what they want to do. But because I know how valuable an HBCU institution is, and and also the advantages of going to a PWI, experiencing both, I think you would be a more well-rounded individual if you are able to experience right. both types of institutions, and that's what I would like for my children to have. Right. I agree. So, I mean, that sounds like the truth to be right. Yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you, you mentioned that your, your husband was a judge. Yes. Um, do you feel like you have an advantage being that your husband is already in 
they feel with that? Um, I would definitely say that it gives uh, it gives us both an opportunity to kind of bounce ideas off of one another. Right. Um, you should hear some of the dinner table conversations that we have. <laughs> I can only imagine. I, don't want I bet they come, their conversation is through the roof. I don't want it. They probably oh, talk man. about everything with Venus and Mars. So that'd be a little bit like, kind of like a little bit of experience for you. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's invaluable that we will be able to um, you know, because sometimes he'll have a different perspective than I may not have, even though that we have both, we both have the same training, you know, right. we both have the legal background, we both have the degree, but it helps to be able to say, well, you know, I had this case in front of me today, mm-hmm. um, th- and he actually comes home and does that a lot, and he was, he will, he'll ask me, well, how would, how would you have ruled on that? What would you, what would you have done? What would have been your perspective? And, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you something else, another thing that justice court judges have to do is sign warrants. Mm-hmm. So you get the file from what the police officer has investigated. You get the police report and all of that. You look at it, read it, and then you decide, okay, is there enough here to sign a warrant for this arrest? Mm, And so, right, absolutely, absolutely. And a lot of times my husband will, you know, he'll say, uh, listen to this, what I got in this police report. What do you think about that? Do right. you think that this is a, uh, would you sign this warrant? You know, he, of course he can't tell me the individuals, but right. he'll tell me the scenario. Exactly. And it just, it, it really gives me an opportunity to, to practice, to practice a little bit. Right. For like a better yeah. word. Right. Right. So, um, so we got into your, um, tell them a little bit more about your educational background. Sure. Uh, um, Graduated from law school, um, Ole Miss, in 2009. Um, Before that, like I said, I went to Dillard University in New Orleans for three years. Then Hurricane Katrina came my senior year, so that's why I finished at Tougaloo College. Mm -hmm. And um, after I graduated from law school, moved here to Grenada and practiced um, under another another attorney here for six years, and then after that moved out on my own and been practicing in my office here in Grenada and along with my husband in, Green, uh, in Greenwood for the last five years. Okay. Okay. So, got any fan questions? Uh, no, I just saw a couple people say she already got their vote. Uh, oh, thank good. you. Thank you so much. And, they're good. and again, the importance of voting. Exercise your right to vote. If you don't do anything else, listen to me. <laughs> Listen to me. A stone cold believer at one point. He, he would not vote. <laughs> Listen. Scrap was Oh, November 5th. Yeah, November, November 5th. 5th. November the 5th. Y'all go out there. Yeah, I was a I was a non believer. I didn't believe him. Cause I what I was that. doing. Yeah, I, what I was doing in the hood, I ain't it wasn't nobody coming over there to help me. So, you know. Me and Riz, we sat down, we had a heart to heart. We we got heated. On air, actually. Yeah, we, episode it's, 13, if y'all want to go back and listen to it. If y'all want to go back and listen to it, episode 13, go check it out toward the end. It was very heated. But, but you do have a change of heart. But I, we talked after that, though. Like, we like we talked for, like, two hours. And I was like, what is this going to do for me? Like, And he was like, you, you just, just see. And I feel like my vote counted when it, when it, when it was Chris time. So... If, if, if nothing else, he taught me to vote. Yeah, it's your boy. Now, I got to teach him something, though. Yeah, he, yeah I got to teach him something now. It's always yeah, a, a, teach him how to barbecue or something. Yeah, it's always a bad game. question before I yeah. get it. Because I've heard some things, and I don't know if, if it is uh, not true. What are the credentials required? What are the requirements? 
required credentials to be a justice court mm -hmm. judge. Okay, so the credentials, according to the statute, are that you have to have a high school diploma or a GED equivalency diploma. And so um, the reason for that, it's a very old law. Um, a as a matter of fact, before 19, 1976, when they were called Justice of Peace, people used to literally go be on the farm. Right hold court in maybe their barn or something and go back out to the fields. Right. Right. So um, so the credentials, you don't have to be an attorney right. um, to be a justice court judge, but it's my belief that in order to level the playing field, uh -huh. in order to be able to make a decision on the law, you need to practice the law. You right. need to study the law. And, and that is what... That is what I'm about. Not only do I practice the law, most importantly, I respect it. Right. So I want people to be able to come to court and be confident that they are going to be heard. And it's not going to matter if you're black, white, young, old, Democrat, Republican, whomever. You're going to be heard and you're going to get a ruling that's fair. And so what, what, made, what, what events in your life happened to make you want to get into law? Uh, well, I'll, t I'll tell you, I always loved arguing. I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> I tell Reggie that all the time. Right. I may not always be right, but I'm never wrong. I was wrong there once. You go. I was wrong once. Just one time. Yeah, one time. I, was, I was actually right and thought I was wrong. Okay. <laughs> Look at that. Um, but, you know, um, I, I've always had a passion for standing up for people who who couldn't speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so one of the greatest rewarding moments is when I have a client that has an issue and they don't know how to fight for themselves and they need somebody to speak on their behalf. Right. And I knew that that was the way that I could serve my community was to help give a voice to those people who don't who feel that though they don't have a voice, and so that was really that was what really inspired me. So, um, like, what initiatives and uh, new things would you be implementing into, you know, if you was elected to a seat? Okay, so in justice court or any judicial uh, in any court, you're you're kind of limited on what you can do based upon the legislature. Mm -hmm. However, we do have certain areas of discretion. And one of the things that I would like to see in Grenada is what used to be called a drug court, but now they're calling it intervention court. Mm. And so they only have a few around the state of Mississippi. Mm -hmm. There's actually one in Greenwood. Mm -hmm. And so people that have addictions, instead of just immediate incarceration, this is a, an alternative route to get them some help, to get them some treatment, mm -hmm. because addiction is a mental illness. Okay. And so not only would this be able to help that individual maybe be rehabilitated and be a productive member of society, but it also saves your tax dollars on incarceration. Right. You know, the last thing you want is somebody that is a habitual drunk driver Right. You pay a fine, you get back there on the street, you still drinking and driving. Right. Get that person some help. Exactly. So yeah. they don't kill somebody. Right. right. That makes sense. So that, makes that sense. will that would be one of the things that I'd be willing to push if I'm elected. That, that we need that. <laughs> you definitely need that. Because, because a lot of a people lot of being of locked up because of addiction. And, and, and it's bad. It's badder than we know in Grenada. Right, so, right, you know, right. And not just alcohol. I'm talking about drugs, too. So right. It's, it's bad. But I just got to go back. You mean to tell me that anybody with a, even if they don't have a high school diploma, I mean, I, 
I had heard that, but you mean to tell me a GED or a high school diploma, nothing to do with law? You could be a judge? You could be a justice court judge. Right. Now, of course, your higher courts, um, like circuit court, mm -hmm. chancery, you have to have a law degree. But it's just one of those old laws on the books. And there have been some pushes in the legislature by some people who, okay. who think that justice court judges should be attorneys. Unfortunately, it hasn't been able to pass our legislature in Mississippi. Okay, so, this ain't weird. That's kind of weird. It, 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 weird. It's very weird. I mean, it's that very I can go weird. from Burger King to being to a, be judge. a judge. Yeah, yeah that's saying kind of weird. Yeah. But, it, and as long as you've been a resident in the county for two years and you have a high school diploma or GD equivalency, um, you can you can run for justice court judge. So, what is some of the feedback that you're getting back in the community? Because I know you've yeah, been you've yeah. been hearing some buzz and going on. Yeah, and you know what? I, we've been we've been out there in the community. We've been knocking on doors, trying to get and, and to meet as many people as we can. And honestly, the feedback has been very positive. That's right. Um, That's you know, um, contrary to what people believe, there are a lot of people in Grenada that want to see Grenada grow. They want to see Gr Grenada progress. And a lot of people are ready for change. And I mm -hmm. think that's ev that's become evident in this particular election cycle alone. So the feedback that I've been getting is, you know, we've heard we've heard great things. You know, we're, we're ready for the old system to go away. Yeah. We, you yeah, know, you're right. So I've been getting a lot of positive feedback. You know, you're not going to be able to please everybody. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. just the reality. Um, but people are ready for change and people are ready for progress. Yes. <laughs> so, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Uh, so what you what do you, what do you think push you ahead of your um the incumbent in there? Well, the the thing that uh, sets y'all apart. Right. Right. The thing that that sets us apart uh, for me is our training. Um, one of the things that we have to do as attorneys, we have to put in 12 hours of what's called continuing legal education. We have to do those out 12 hours a year. Wow. So we have to constantly stay uh, updated on the different laws, how they change and um, what effects they have on cases before us. And that's just not something that somebody who's not a licensed attorney has to do. Exactly. Um, so I, I would say my knowledge, my legal training, my legal background, I would say that that would be what sets me apart. And, and that seems to be, from what I'm getting from the community, that seems to be what people want. So to piggyback off his question, so judges, justice court judges, don't have to go and learn updates on laws. They have to do certain what's called um, judicial compliance hours, okay. and it's mostly dealing with um, the cases that come before them. Whereas yeah. I have to have I have to have an array of knowledge of all the different types of laws right. in yeah. in the state of Mississippi. Right. So they have to do certain hours, but it's not as extensive as what I have to do as an attorney. Yeah, because it sounded like you will have to learn about um, scenarios that may not actually happen, but you still right. have to be updated I on still, if it happens. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so, it. You know, that's and I, it. knowing that law, uh, that to me, that's important. I, I was just surprised when I heard that. That's really one thing. But, um, I got a question, and folks probably gonna say, hey, "Leave it to him to ask that." Because, <laughs> uh, I'm not a racist, no, but I, I I do indulge in because it's a reality, right? You know, folks say it's not it's not black and white. Oh, of course, yes, it is. But 
this is just a simple question. Why should poor or black people care who the judge is? I mean, is that the, yeah? Cause I, we gonna we seem like we gonna get the shorty end of the stick anyway. Anyway, that's yeah. I mean, a lot of us feel that mm-hmm. way, and so uh, and that, that may or may not be. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it look it looks like it is, mm-hmm. but why should why should um, like Scrap was saying one time he didn't he didn't think it mattered. He both mm-hmm. so why right. should poor or why should black or poor people even care who, who the judge is? And you know what? And I appreciate that question. And this is what I would say. When you, if, if you guys ever have time to sit in mm-hmm. on justice court, um, the majority of the people that come before the court are going to look like us. Right. Just because of the nature of the different cases that are heard. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that just because I'm elected, I'm going to rule in favor of the black person or mm-hmm. rule in, not any of that because, you know, I believe that justice should be blind and justice should be fair. Right. But the thing about it is... It's, and and that's the and that's the other point. A lot of times, the people come into justice court. They don't come in there with an attorney. They can't afford an attorney. Most of the time, right? Or um, but if you are uh, if you're a brown person or if you are an underprivileged person and you come to court and you feel comfortable that this person, who you know is it doesn't know who you are, doesn't know your parents, doesn't have a relationship with your aunt or your uncle, this, that, and the third you would be a lot more comfortable knowing that this person is not going to make a ruling based upon who she he or she knows, but based upon listening to me, right. listening to what I have to say, and then ruling on the law in accordance to what is being said. So that's why I would say that that's why all people really should care about, but specific to your question, brown people or, or, or poor people, those are the people that you're mostly going to see in, in justice court. Did you use that? I know did you my, the, the live field, but I came back in. So so did they get to hear the question and answer on that? Yeah, you think you answered it again? Why, why, should, why should black and poor people care? I mean, it doesn't have to be the Lincoln one, but I mean, I want to make sure they hear that. Who the judge is? Why should black and poor people care who the judge is? Because some of the things you were saying, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, j- just briefly, a, um, a lot of times people come in there, they don't have an attorney. Mm-hmm. And so if you see someone and you're comfortable and that that person on the bench is going to listen to you and make a ruling not based upon who they know or who you are, but based upon the law and actually listen to you, the majority of the people in in justice court court are going to be brown people or underprivileged people. So if they feel comfortable that their stories are going to be heard, then they should uh, be, they should absolutely uh, care about who the judge is. Yeah, and the reason I ask that is because I have heard, you know, at a time somebody came in without an attorney, and the, and the judge say, "Are you coming here without even an attorney? You you think you you know, or or you better you better get you an attorney, knowing that person can't." So. Mm-hmm. That's what inspired me. I even asked that question. Right. So I know at some point you you put aside the studying. Mm-hmm. Um, if you elected to be judge, the robe got to come off. <laughs> at some point, mm-hmm. what do you like to do for fun? Right. Well, probably the most thing I like to do is travel. Yeah. 
Um, I I do like to shop. <laughs> I think that's women like that's women like second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, but you know what's crazy? Since I've become a mom, I shop more for these kids. kids. Right, you know, that's for me. Oh my right. god, they got to really be a, a steal for you to get. They gotta have it. They about like women. <laughs> exactly. So going to different places, meeting different people, experiencing different cultures. Right. I also think that makes me a lot more sensitive to different types of people right. when you are exposed to different yeah. types of yeah. people. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Because a lot of people, they we got this already mapped out um answer to everything almost. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you get away from Grenada, then you understand no, no answer thing really. I know you probably saw the the Amber Gaia trial, right? Yes, Uh-oh. I did. I okay. Did. Oh. So, well, I saw highlights. I didn't get a chance to yeah, watch right. them, but, yeah. So, if it was you judging on that case, would you have come down and hugged her? Uh, no, she hugged so her. Got, you the defendant. Her judge, her, the judge. The judge. Right? Would you have done the same thing she did? If I were sitting as the judge? Yeah. And you know what? My the quick answer to that is no, and not because of, yeah. not made, not because of what she was accused of. The most important thing for me is for a judge to always remain neutral. Right, right, yes, and that's one of the reasons I'm running as an independent candidate. Right, okay. I want okay. my voters and I want the the people in the community to be confident that she's not going to rule because this way because so and so is a Democrat or so and so is a Republican. Right. That makes sense. If you want to be neutral, if you're supposed to be objective, then it's my position that the best way to do that as a judge is is really to just you know run. As an independent take candidate, take the biases yeah. out of it. Right, absolutely, absolutely. You think an independent can uh, win the presidency? You know, if the that's... people begin to think Hello, about what huh? you just said. Now. Huh? You, said, are you, you asking her that? Right. Okay. Do you? Same question to you too. Well, I was saying that if if people begin to think like the answer that Tangela just it gave, made more sense, right? It makes more sense. <laughs> it makes you more know, sense. we've always felt that way. Yeah, I ain't just stuck on being a Democrat. Yeah, I'm always just a Democrat public. because it was just either one or the other. You thought that way when you registered. I'm gonna right. be honest, less of the two of but I mean, but they both right. got some problems. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you, you, do you feel like that? Do you feel like independent can win president? Um, I I think that you know. The, pre- the, whole, the presidency is sort of a different animal because, of course, you have a lot more people involved and a lot more, I'll just be honest with you, a lot more money. Mm. So when you're talking about people, uh, it, it takes a lot of money to run for president. Right. So when you're talking about running as an independent, you got to have some big money people yeah, behind you. Big donations. You got to have some big donations. Um, I wouldn't say that it's impossible um, but you would have to have some really major backers for you because or oh, a really good grassroots uh, a really good yeah. grassroots connection you you would have to right. you would have I to. think it would be hard now because people are uh, locked into that party yeah mindset. And right. it's even taught in why school. do the voters like even um, segregate themselves like that because it's it's taught. It's because, taught at home. It's taught at school. Believe right. it or not, you know, it's taught about the two parties. Because it should be more about who gonna help you and what you got going on compared to really me just running with no a party. Parties. 
Yeah, like for real. Like I'm with you. I'm all the way with you. Like just go at it. You know what I'm saying? But the whole party thing, like it's some people that don't agree with Trump at all. But now. Just because you know they on this side of the fence, they they voted for him. So, so listen, um, we definitely want to get into um the people voting as far as like in the election. So, um, how can people who don't live in your voting district be a be an assistance to you for you running for this judge spot? Right. So anybody who doesn't live in the district, they probably know somebody who lives in the district. You know, call call the people that you know, um, let mm-hmm. them know uh, what you have heard or what you have read, um, the different things that we've talked about here. Um, of course, you know, I'm always accepting prayers. Right. <laughs> exactly. you, know, you, you can't have enough prayers. Exactly. Um, I, I visited a church on Sunday and I was talking to the pastor and he, he said that I'd actually come by his house. I didn't realize it. I've been knocking on so many people's doors. He's like, you came by my house and, and left your flyer. And I told him, I said, well, I really appreciate any support and prayers that you can give to me. He took my hand. He said, let's pray right now. Look at that. That's, so that's awesome. I, it, well, and I just felt so blessed. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I didn't know this man from Adam. I just met him at his church and he, he his wife took me and my husband by the hand and we prayed right then so right. you know even if you don't live in the district say a prayer for the campaign call people that you know go pick up people take them to the polls everybody can help and, and assist in some way right and i have one other if somebody asked why should i vote for tangela hollis palmer what would your answer be well would that answer be please tell us my answer would be that attorney Tangela Hollis practices the law. She believes in the law and most of all, she respects the law. So if we are going to have confidence in our justice system, we need to have somebody that is able to understand and make a ruling according to the law. Right. That is, that is dope. Like it just seems like she got the, she got the cheat code to all the answers. Like she, <laughs> like she got it. Like she got this swag about herself. Like you got the aura. You got this, this, this energy about yourself. I that you know what I'm saying. That. Like for real. I like appreciate that. It, and it's hard to get up on um, talk to people that's running for these positions and get that feeling. Like mm-hmm. we don't usually get that feeling. Most of the time, is just vote for me. Like with you, it's like you got like. You got this Michelle Obama type swagger about yourself, oh, and that's, like, like, like for real. And, and like I, I want to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely praying for you, and I hope you get. Thank you, thank you so much. And yeah. and that's another thing we have to be, we have to be accessible, right, to the people in our community. Right. We do. People have to feel like you're accessible and exactly. that you're approachable. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the things that um, that I think may be missing sometimes um, in these political races, in these campaigns. People want to feel like you're able, that you're human. You're not right. just a candidate. Yeah. Right. You know, and that's why that's it's so important to go out and meet people in the community. And above all, they just want to know that you're human and not a judge. Right. There you go. Right. There you go. being a judge, it's scary. Understand, uh, human yeah. Characteristic. Absolutely. Not just, not just rules. Right. Absolutely. And we definitely don't need nobody in that gonna be a pushover. We need somebody that's gonna be firm, but at the same time they got that understanding. Understand. Right. It's it's right. about to understand. And a lot of these people that be going out here doing the crime, they don't be understanding themselves sometimes. They right. you got to understand they not gonna help you when you doing knucklehead stuff. <laughs> but now it'll 
if you got somebody in there that's gonna go by the law and practice, they practice, they preach the law, that's the best person that you rather have in that seat right. than somebody just sitting in feeling the spot. Yeah. Looking at you like you could be the next person in county jail. So you know we definitely need we we need that. We need that energy in there. So you know, it's it's been a great one. I'm talking about it. I I thought I personally thought that you was gonna come in here and you was gonna be militant. I was gonna be I thought you was gonna be militant. I ain't gonna lie. Listen, I'm talking about looking at your flies and stuff like y'all like, man, she don't play. So you know I I I tried to make it but it been it's been a it's been about the best episode I done had. With anybody, have you, any, uh, have you ever done anything uh, in, the, in the positions of uh, uh, the public defender or, or prosecutor? Or yes, I filled yeah. in for um, I filled in as interim prosecutor here in Grenada, actually, in 2017 and 2019. Mm-hmm. I was also the prosecutor in the city of Webb for about uh, about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And actually, when I first started practicing, I was. Um, I was appointed to a public defender position. I can't remember what court we were in, um, but it was a guy charged with the statutory rape. It was a very difficult case. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've, I've done both sides, and oh, okay. so well, that that gives it balance. Absolutely, absolutely. And and one of the things that you know, as attorneys, that we have to do not only when you go in court and present your case, you have to kind of anticipate what the other side is going to say. Right. So you always have to think about both sides. Mm-hmm. And I think that also is a, a valuable tool when you're sitting as a judge. Yeah, because you know, it's what, a, it's a I know what the prosecution Absolutely. Thinking. I know what the Absolutely. It's, it's a it's a rehearsed right. dance. You already know that. So they can't got... fool you either. Right. Absolutely. That's it, man. Listen, man. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah, thank listen, you so man, much. Listen, listen this I can super fun. I cannot <laughs> tell you. Yeah, so, it's, it's addictive. That's why we keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime. Listen. <laughs> you gonna anytime. be at home watching scrapping. Yeah, I know. Popcorn and Sprite. <laughs> listen, mo- listen. Then, like I said, most of the time we be in here be so serious. So you know. It just it's 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 good to have that the energy just come out for us. We don't had we don't had the best time in about seventy episodes. So like, <laughs> listen, listen one, I appreciate right? you for coming through. Yeah, but the first Seven one was one. the greatest. Yeah. That was the greatest. Uh, that was, it, was it had the most bloopers and all that. So. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to I go, gonna have to go watch episode one. <laughs> episode one. Don't, don't, do don't, do don't do it. Don't do it. It was it was too raw and uncut back then. <laughs> So again, um, your name, what you're running for the election date, can you run it down? Yeah, I'm going to run down. Sure. Again, my name is Attorney Tangela Hollis. I'm running for Justice Court Judge District 2 in Grenada. The election is on November 5th. The polls open at 7 a.m. They close at 7 p.m. And I'm running as an independent candidate. I would really appreciate you all's support. Yes, at least and if you gotta work or be out of town, vote early or absentee. Right, they're doing absentee okay. voting right now. Okay. Absentee voting is available right now. Okay. Yes, they are. Absentee is available. Um, I think the courthouses are open on Saturdays right now, the circuit court. And so, um, I imagine some of the people that work 12 hours from 7 a to 7 p probably never think about doing it. No. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and so that would that would be a good option. Yeah, so. They can do the absentees right now, and yes. then it's November the fifth. Right, November the fifth. Go out there and vote. Um, anything else I'm leaving out? 
I feel like I'm leaving that song. The sheriff races on this same ballot. This ain't, okay, so this the ballot with with the sheriff races yeah. and all it. So, you know what I'm saying? So, Mr. Dan, you got one more, you got one more question? Consider that thing. Yeah, so. <laughs> he, can't, he can't get them. That got quiet. Oh, okay. Um, you got a fan question. <laughs> uh, Mr. R.B. Jones, um, when I'm in, in and out of the office or, or knocking on doors, um, if you have something that you need to get to me or any any type of information or question or something, he is making himself available. Okay, then. His phone number is 662-230-0383. Okay. 662-230-0383. And he can get the message to me. Um, or uh, my office phone. Okay. Uh, I always check my voicemail. Cool. That office number is 662-442-1911. Leave me a message, and okay. I try to return the phone calls if I'm in and out uh, within 48 hours. Shout out to Mr. R.B. John. That's a friend of our show. Um, listen, if y'all out there right now, look at me. I'm telling you now. Go down and pun smart. 322 Sunset Drive. They buy and loan money on gold. Gold is, is currently at an all-time high, which means more money for gold. Mention Mastermind Podcast for a 10% discount throughout Christmas. Pun smart. 322 Sunset Drive, next door to Reasons, across the street from um, Spencer. So y'all get down there and tell them that the Mastermind Podcast sent y'all down there. And listen, man, it's episode 71. And if you have a business and you want to advertise, you can advertise right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. It does tell me that, but I'm leaving <laughs> hey, and that's the episode, any, any man. Remarks we go. God bless America. God bless America. Man, feel like we're gonna watch football or something. <laughs> All right, episode seventy-one. Yes, sir. Podcast. We out. Yeah.